It wasn't entertainment. Uh, people would be worshiping. People would be crying. Right. And people would just, you could feel, when we got off our cars, you could feel the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see that. And even here when we were at home, because the Holy Spirit was really moving. It was, that's what they call the Jesus people movement, because Jesus was moving in people's lives. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. Today's program will be a little different from our usual verse-by-verse study of God's Word to focus on a spiritual awakening that began on the West Coast and spread throughout the United States in the late 1960s and early 1970s. It's called the Jesus People Movement. And joining us to talk about that is Pastor Raul Reese. Raul, we're going to listen in on a conversation that you had with two men who experienced this movement of God with you. But before we hear that, why don't you take us back to those early days and tell us where you were spiritually? I was not a Christian. just come back from Vietnam, and uh, the Lord began to speak to my heart. And I heard about Chuck Smith. You know, so I wanted to know who he was, what he did. So I went to Costa Mesa, and then I was already saved. I got saved in my house watching uh, watching Chuck on TV. So when I got saved, I went to see him. Never thought that I would work with him. So I went, I heard the Word of God, and I loved it because they taught the Word of God. God began to touch my life. I went to the high schools to share the gospel with the kids, and I began to see the result. But I see what I can do. When you give yourself to the Lord, you know, and uh, and you want to really worship the Lord, you know, you you don't want anything. I didn't want to go back to the world because I know what the world did to me, but I know what Christ did in my life. And watching my friends coming to know the Lord, and, and never wanted to be a pastor. I was a martial artist, and then God had other you know, other things for my life. I thought He was going to take away my martial arts, but He gave it back to me as a talent. To be able to go to China, to go anywhere, and then give my demonstration, and then give the gospel, and people come to know Christ. That's what God has done in my life. Well, I know that our listeners will be blessed as they hear how God changed a generation of people in such an amazing way. Let's listen into this encouraging conversation that you led. I have Pastor Dale Goddard here, and I have Dave Schroeder here, and it's been really cool because all three of us were at the beginning of the Jesus People Movement. I got saved. They got saved, and we went to school together, Mount Park High School, and we never thought that we would become Christians, but God had a purpose for each one of our lives. Dale, how did you come to know the Lord? I grew up in a Christian home. I Went every Sunday for a while, up until the time I was probably 12 years of age. And then my parents let me not go because I complained. You lived in East L.A., right? I was born in East L.A., and up until uh, the fifth grade, I I lived in East L.A. But we went to a a small church there, and then uh, when we moved uh, to Baldwin Park, uh, we continued for a while. But then I didn't have any interest in it. I certainly never accepted Christ formerly as Lord and Savior of my life. I think I went up one time uh, because they said whoever memorized the Bible verse and accepted Jesus would get a, a Butterfinger candy bar and, uh, and a Bible. So I went for the candy. 
but but it didn't mean it. It didn't have any meaning. No. Although I would add this: that the things that I heard in Sunday school mm-hmm. later on burned the heart. They, they were seeds yeah. that were planted in my heart. Yeah, and I believe it was the uh, the combination of that and then you asked when i got saved the combination of remembering that and then you getting saved and freaking me out (laughs) because i never thought you would get saved and that's where it began for me really i i asked christ into my life at assembly of god in covina with you with you Rome. that's right and i'll never forget it because i saw the movie a thief in the night yes and it really scared me yeah because i knew it was true i had denied it but Jesus was coming again, yeah. and I had to be saved. I accepted Christ in my life at that point, mm-hmm. then started going to the tent. Yeah, and Dave came in. Yeah. Dave, how did you come to know the Lord? I grew up in a really a, a good, firm foundation home. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to church a few times, like on Christmas and, yeah. and um, Easter. Easter and stuff. But um, uh, the basics of God yeah. and the cross was there, but... Yeah. There wasn't any relationship with Jesus or anything. So um, until uh, we, we all went to Vietnam, we yeah. all came back, and we all heard about this raw guy, you know, and <laughs> getting saved in the outright, you know, because he would never tell the truth about anything. And, uh, <laughs> and so what, raw, you would come over to my house and bother me, and I was, I was in a good place. I had a kid. I had a house. I had a very good job. I had all the... The things you needed. Negative things yeah. that I, I wanted, yeah. even. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Ra would come over, and, and you would come over and bug me about going <laughs> to church and knowing Jesus. I know Jesus. I go to Christmas, so I give gifts and stuff. So, honestly, to get you off my back, yeah. I said, I'm going to go to this church with him. Just Really, I think I even told you to... Promise me you won't bother me if I go to church with you. Yeah. You know, just uh-huh. this one time. Yeah. And we went down, and uh, we went to the tent, mm-hmm. and um, Andre Crouch was there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And uh, we were sitting there in the tent, and um, he was singing his songs and just ministering. And I, just like this happened yesterday. Yeah. That uh, he said, oh, now everybody bow your head and close your eyes. Now, Jesus is walking up and down the aisles. We are fortunate yeah. enough to get inside the tent yeah. and sit yeah. in chairs. Because it was packed up. Yeah. yeah. And I really felt, I don't know. I'm sure it wasn't you. Yeah. Um, but God really touched my leg, and I didn't open my eyes, but I go, wow, this is really weird. <laughs> you know? And so from that point, yeah. from that point on, I went to work. I didn't accept the Lord then because yeah. I had too much dope to smoke. Yeah. You know, I had too much things. I didn't need anything. Right. And I couldn't get God off my mind. Yeah. I just, wow, this is really it's strange. It's amazing how God works. Yeah. And for Two weeks. I worked construction in elevators, yeah. and we cussed and everything and yeah. smoked and all yeah. kinds of stuff. And for two weeks, I remember, I didn't cuss a word. I didn't even want to smoke anything. Yeah. I just, it was, God was on my mind. Yeah. So I remember coming home one day and just calling you up on the phone. God, Raw, you got to pray with me. I, I got to get saved. I got to get saved. And pro- I probably already was, yeah. you know, in yeah. the spirit. But, but I had to go through the motions, you yeah. know, and make it official. And so then we did that. And we went down with your red van again and went to church and yeah. went to Greg Laurie's thing. And I went forward then. And, yeah. and from then on, it's been just nothing but... 
glorious. Yeah. Really yeah. hard times yeah. once in a while. Of course. That's God teaching us how to lean yeah. on him and trust yeah. him and yeah. have the joy of the Lord. People always ask me, this, how can all you guys stick together? Well, I think God had a purpose. He brought you back here. He brought me. I, was, I lived in Anaheim. He brought me here. Why would we come back to Walmart Park, you know? Mm-hmm. And yet God brought us back so that we can have this relationship. But also he had a purpose for each one of our lives. And that purpose, first of all, was to get saved. He had a purpose for your life, my life, your mm-hmm. life. And look what God has done over all these years, you know? Going to Calvary Chapel, getting rooted and grounded in God's Word, coming over here, starting his home, having prayer meetings, having Bible study. We didn't even know the Bible. I tell people all the time, here we are, maybe eight or ten of us, being together, praying together, and how God really touched us. Because usually you'll move, you move, I'll move. We don't see each other again till later on. But he kept us as a unit together. To not only he had a purpose for us, but a purpose for Baum Park, for West Covina, for Diamond Bar. Everything that God does has a purpose. And that blows me away totally. That here is the Lord that loves us. And what you've gone through, you back for 13 years, and how God brought you back, and how he not only was working and doing whatever he did, and then God got his life, oh, and all these guys later on. But I think that we need to understand that people that are listening, you know, they might think that their friends can get saved, their family can get saved. But look the way God works. Through who? Through the Holy Spirit. He says in Acts chapter 1, 8, This is important. He says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you will be my witness, telling people everywhere in Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the world, telling them what? About Jesus. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. For resources to help you grow in faith and experience a strong personal relationship with God, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165. Now back to more of Straight Talk. Dale, what you do at work? I was at Alpha Beta yeah. Markets. And they're no longer around, but uh, I was an assistant manager for Alpha Beta Market. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I would see a lot of people come right. in and out, especially after I got saved. And uh, when we got saved, it, it was uh, we were pretty much known as Jesus freaks. Freaks, and, yeah, yeah. And uh, we were pretty vocal about it. Yeah. Evangelism was very important yeah. to us. Right. And God, by His Holy Spirit, just led us yeah. to just share in simple words. And the amazing thing is we were sharing the Bible that we didn't even remember verse by verse. But we were, we were yeah. like, like Dave just expressed right now. Yeah, we were young. And, and I remember being in a potato chip aisle. And there yeah. were some people from our high school because I worked in, in Huntington Beach. And uh, they were all there going to the beach in their bikinis and all this. And they saw me and, hey, Dale. And, and I was stocking the shelves. And I, and I just turned around. And I had this T-shirt on that had a big hook on it. Mm. That I got it at, um, remember the village? Yeah. Uh, yeah. In, in, right, in Costa Mesa yeah. at, at uh, Maranatha Village. Yeah, yeah. And it was a big hook, but it was a, I wanted people to ask about it. Yeah. And I said, I, I'm hooked on Jesus. And that's all I said, I'm hooked yeah. on Jesus. And uh, one of the persons that I said that to from our school years later, mm. year, I mean, talking 30 years later, oh. 
and I saw her at, I think, Renee's funeral or yeah. somebody we graduated with. And she said to me, she, I never forgot what you said Wow! when you told me you were hooked on Jesus. Because I, I then proceeded to tell them yeah. what I meant. And, and it amazed me how, you know, I'm just talking yeah. from what I heard, not really what I read. Right. I never remembered anything that I read. But those nights we would go to the tent. Yeah. Because I, I remember more than Chuck, I remember like... Um, Mike McIntosh yeah. speaking, yeah. and uh, my son loved the uh, the drums, yeah. and Mustard Seed Faith was playing. Mm-hmm. And I looked over, and he was asleep, and he was still uh, in mm. his, because it was just yeah. being poured into yeah. him, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. The music was really inspired by the Lord. It was. You know, it was music that had lyrics, biblical lyrics. It was the Bible. It, it wasn't entertainment. Uh, people would be worshiping. People would be crying. Right. And people would just, you could feel, when we got off our cars, you could feel the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could see that. And even here when we were at home, because the Holy Spirit was really moving. It was that's what they call the Jesus people movement because Jesus was moving in people's lives and that's something that really spoke to my heart. Don't you think, David, that took place? Well, I do remember leaving the tent there after I got saved because it's right at the transition between the tent and their church, the church building. Yeah, the big, yeah, the building. That uh, we used to leave church and people just one way, one yeah. way. You know, uh-huh. remember everybody picking yeah. up their fingers and one way. Yeah. It was so neat. It just seemed like. The whole community, right. but it was just the, yeah. the well, it was a community yeah. of Christians that were just overwhelmed yeah. with the love of God yeah. and how everything was inspired. But yeah. I just had to say that. Now, what was your question? <laughs> I remember, look, I remember you and I in your little car picking me up and we would go to yeah, Costa yeah. Mesa, remember? Yeah. And we'd get fed the word of God. And I mean, the Lord was really moving our lives. Yeah, we were going to school there and stuff. Yeah. And I was, yeah. Don Stewart was one of the teachers and so was his brother. Yeah. And uh, there was one time that that I was going through some troubles and stuff, and so I didn't really know Romaine or anything, but yeah. Rawl says, hey, we were leaving. <laughs> oh, oh, Romaine wants to talk to you. <laughs> What's Romaine want to talk to me for? Oh, it's okay, it's okay. And he's laughing like he is now. Yeah. And I, so I go to Romaine, and boy, he sure put me in my spot. But it, it was needed. It yeah. was needed. Just grow up. Pull up your yeah. your yeah. you know your, your diapers and grow yeah. up, you know. And so Romaine had a, a real neat... Ministry. And you know, with us, uh, something I want to bring up is that, you know, it was a different generation. Uh, we were a war generation. Yeah. It wasn't you know, just joining the uh, military, but every one of us went to Vietnam. We all had different experiences. And then we saw what we should have never seen, but we saw it. And then when I came to Christ, that was part of the uh, situation that I needed because I got locked up for six months at Oakland Hospital. And um, I remember they're kicking me out of there, go back to Camp Pendleton, you know, get a dishonorable discharge, but they gave me an honorable discharge. And then Sharon, we went to school together and then marrying her. And then the, the anger, the anger that came out. And I know that we all went through some different things, but the Lord had a... He had his ways of getting each one of us individually where we receive forgiveness. He cleansed our minds. And whoever thought that we were going to be together 50 years later, 
that the Lord would have us together, and there's others like Bo and all these guys, that he had a purpose, and he continues to use our lives. One of these days, we're going to be gone to be with the Lord. But I thank God that Neoma and Ed and uh, her uh, grandpa and grandma, they pray for us, which I hate it. They pray for us. And then, you know, that day that when I'm ready to leave Sharon and get rid of my family, that God has perfect time and had that perfect time for all of us, for all of us, which is really neat. I mean, you remember the deal? Yeah, I I really do. And and Dave was reminding me as he was speaking of driving up to Fairview and Sunflower. Sunflower, yeah. It was all bean fields. It was. Yeah, remember that. It was agricultural. And you'd have to literally park on the dirt, and you could see the glow yeah. of the tent, the lights surrounding it, and your heart started pumping. Yeah. Even the music we listened to, it wasn't so much these geniuses writing songs. Yeah. It was the Holy Spirit manifesting himself through these... Drug addicts. Through these drug addicts. <laughs> drug addicts, man. And like love song. Yeah. And... I remember waiting for the doors of the church to open when we transitioned into the church. And Barbara and I would just be waiting, and sometimes you'd sit in a circle, mm-hmm. and yeah. somebody would pull yeah. out a guitar yeah. and make up a song. Yeah. Yeah. And we knew it was made up. Yeah. But it was awesome. Yeah. There are so many songs left on the grounds mm-hmm. of Costa Mesa that never made it to paper that probably should have. Mm-hmm. Because... Every song had a message for me. That's why I I had a hard time when I came back Mm -hmm. because I did backslide. And in 1987, when I came back, one of the hard things for me to do was to listen to those old songs Mm -hmm. because I had the Love Song album Mm -hmm. and I had kept it and I had a player even back then. And and when I came back, it was a low point in my life. Uh, but but just how the, the Jesus revolution impacted my life to such a degree that I had somewhere to go when yeah. the bottom fell out. Yeah. I had somewhere to go. Mm-hmm. And so I went back to the beginning. Yeah. Had I not had that, it would have been much more difficult for me because at that time in my life, I felt very alone, yeah. uh, absolutely alone. You know, My life had been crushed. God knew. Yeah. He knows what's going to happen to you before it even happens. Yeah. But he always provides a way out. How can I say this? You know, it's, it's amazing in those days. We didn't have to tell us to read the Bible, mm-hmm. to study the Bible. We had that hunger and that thirst. Didn't you have that hunger and thirst? Well, yeah. And um, and at the time, that uh, at the beginning, yeah, um, having Bible studies, uh, yeah. We went to my house and yeah. your house, yeah. and then it transferred over to the Kung Fu studio. Yeah. And it was amazing that the Holy Spirit just took a step by step, very yes. slowly. Yes. But then at times, really fast. Yeah. And there wasn't any hesitation in anything. Right. And remember old George, that, yeah. you know, the prayer uh, warrior yeah, the at West Camina. Yeah. yeah. Uh, God, he was such an uh, inspiration for yeah. everybody. And he yeah. would just. He had a big list of names to pray for. All pray the for time. us. What was the other couple? Remember the other couple? Oh, the yeah, older? They, they came the from Bethany. Park. Yes, I mean we had Ed, all these. Ed so- and 
Mildred? Mildred? Mildred, I think Mildred. And they left one of the churches. They came over, mm-hmm. remember, teaching the Word of God. But they came over and they, they became our prayer warriors oh, yeah, to yeah. pray for us, which I is so cool. I remember when we went to go yeah. visit them before, yeah. they, before the they passed away. They lived in the trailer. And, and, you know? and they have um, Sharon's parents and grandparents yes. praying for us all the time. Yes. But that was overwhelming, I yeah. think, because they had visions. They had uh, prophecy yeah. uh, that came true. Yeah. And, and yeah. it just blew my yeah. sock. They said, right, yeah. we're going to, Rawls going to have a worldwide ministry. Right. <laughs> I'm sure, yeah, you yeah, know. Yeah. Look at what's happened. God has taken you so far. And I know. It's just unbelievable. And I think about that, you know, because you guys prayed for me and I prayed yeah. for you. And today we talk about prayer, but do we really know how to pray? I mean, how many Friday nights people get together to pray? And sit there and know that God is leading and guiding and providing, mm. which is so cool for me. When I think of you guys, I think how God's grace is love and mercy that he loved us so much. That here we are 50 years later with the same love, with the same hunger for the word of God and praying for other people that we know they haven't come to the Lord. And we get really concerned because if they die without Christ, what's going to happen to them? Yeah. And so for me, it's been a real journey. And I think that it's important for you to understand that, like these guys have declared, you need to know Jesus, the Word of God. Yes, you got saved. Great. But now are you connected to a church that is teaching God's Word? So you can tell others or others can see Christ in your life. People always say, well, you know, you say you're a Christian. Well, how come you don't walk out a Christian? You want to take me to church? You go to church, but you haven't changed. That is important to really have a born again experience by surrendering, repenting, asking Christ into your life and allowing you to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. Pastor Rawl is here to help us reflect on what we've heard today about this time known as the Jesus People Movement. Rawl, one of the things that stands out from what we've heard was that there was a simplicity that surrounded the worship in the Jesus People Movement. What do you mean when you say simplicity? Well, simplicity, Chuck would get up there. You know, there was a bunch of hippies, you know, and people in suits, business people. And we would sit at the tent. There was a tent. <laughs> you, you think, why in the tent? So we were in a tent, and then Chuck would get up there without a suit. He'd sit on the stool, and he would teach the Bible. And so we were sitting down listening to the Word of God. And then at the end of that, you know, we have a time of worship, incredible worship. Nobody was into themselves. They were all into Jesus. That's what really attracted me to come to the, to the Lord. People were really touched by the Lord because you could see them not bragging. You could see that they were not only being still and listening to the Word of God, but you can see the next week, the Bible says what, that you would have a transformation. When I would go back to my church, I would see that people come and get saved, and I begin to see they were being transformed. I would drive 90 miles, 45 one way, 45 back, because of the Word of God. That's why I would go for the Word of God. Roll the 60s and 70s were chaotic days, to say the very least. Yet we've seen how God changed the lives of so many people. Is there any hope that we can see those things happen in our world today? I think we can see it if people really are sincere and they're really being touched by the Holy Spirit and they're studying God's Word. You know, when you study God's Word, you get to know Christ more and more. And if you have something you love, you're going to share it. Right. 
And I think that's something like in the church that even in our church, we don't see a lot of people get saved the way we used to. People come, people go. They come because maybe they feel conviction or they feel bad. So they come and then they leave, you know. And we, we don't need that today. We need the real move of the Holy Spirit. In an audience like ours, there are many people who may not know the Lord Jesus as their Savior, and they've listened and they've heard your testimony, and now maybe they're considering their own hearts. Would you speak to those people? Yes, if you're listening to this program, it's very important for you to kind of sit back and make a decision for Christ. You know, Before you do that, sit back, listen to what was said to you by the Holy Spirit, and then I want to pray with you a simple prayer. You can come to Christ, and the Bible says your name will be written in the book of life. Can you imagine your name being written in the book of life, which means you're going to be in heaven, I'm going to be in heaven, and we're going to meet together one day, and we're going to know what Christ has done in our lives, and that's what I want to do today. I want to pray us prepare right now. Father, I come before you, Lord Jesus, to ask you for this person that might be listening that wants to accept you. So if you're there, you want to accept him, pray with me this prayer. Dear Jesus, please forgive me, Lord, for all my sins. Cleanse me, wash me by your blood. And Lord, use my life to bring glory and honor to your name. I ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. May the Lord bless you. Keep you get into a church, get into the Word of God so you can learn, and make sure you're getting fed the Word of God. God bless you. Thanks, Raul. Well, we want to support you in your walk with the Lord, whether you're just starting out with Him or you've followed Him for many years. If you'd like someone to pray with you, don't hesitate to call us at 800-634-9165. We hope today's discussion has been an encouragement for you. Join us next time for a new series in 1 Kings. As we investigate the historical account of God's dealings with ancient leaders, we'll find assurance of His unwavering faithfulness, astounding mercy, and perfect sovereignty. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.